Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. Coming up later in the show, Matt D returns to talk about his upcoming album. And since he's the copyright holder, yes, we even get to hear a song from that new album. But before that, we have four first-time guests, Paul Ebsen and Tom Kamenkar, and then Josh Wary and Riley Robinson, local entrants in the 54 Film Fest. We'll talk about the festival and each of those two combos and their movies that they made. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Whatever it may be that you have in your hand as a beverage, lift it high and salute and give the weekend eat toast to Sioux Falls Arts Council and Arts South Dakota for hosting an Arts Happy Hours last night at the Underground by Ray Feltz. Yeah, it was longer than an hour. Uh, it was a great chance to celebrate the arts organizations we have and great catching up with some great creatives and some old friends. A special shout-out to Sarah Carlson from Pier, works for Arts South Dakota. Now, we hadn't seen each other in about 20 years, and it was just uh, great running into her, as well as all the people that we normally see at those. So thank you, Sioux Falls Arts Council, and Arts South Dakota, and thank you, Jerry Cook, at Rayfelds, the underground at Rayfelds. Nice place to hold a little something like that. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky and Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. You can have fun playing darts. You can have fun playing shoot, or pl- playing, how about shooting pool? Oh, that's playing it too, right? You can have fun listening to great live music from local musicians. You can have fun singing at karaoke. Have fun testing your knowledge at trivia. Maybe you need to have fun at a company party. Maybe at a benefit. And maybe you need a little bit bigger room. Well, they got that big back room now. And the sky's big back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the sky, it's local and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week, and this week we say congratulations to Martha Winkleplek. We'll be in touch with you, Martha, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. 
Pizza with the Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. Honorable Mention. So what made Dave smile, giggle, laugh, get choked up with a little emotion this past week? Well, this time, honorable mention goes out to the Dakota Academy of Performing Arts. DAPA's production of Beauty and the Beast Jr. this past weekend was absolutely amazing. You know, I, I recall being a, uh, one of the people that helped direct some plays back when DAPA was just in its early, early years. And to see what it has become now, we heard Debbie Jones uh, talk about it uh, a couple weeks back on this show, and just the way it's grown and the way that they have all these big full productions. And in this show, everything was done by DAPA students. The lighting, the sound, the scenery, all of it, DAPA students. And so great to see it. One of the most well-deserved and best standing ovations at the Orpheum in a long time. I mean, most of them get some pretty good ones, but that one was, there was a sense of pride in that particular afternoon show. We went to the Sunday matinee, the final show of Beauty and the Beast Jr. Congratulations, DAPA. Coming up in just a moment, from 54 Film Fest, we're going to hear from two local entrants that were in that. And then later in the show, Matt D. on to talk about his latest album called Jericho Gap. That's all ahead on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items, too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. For more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour. Okay, welcome back. Yes, you know what I have to say. I, I'm closer to it. I'm, I'm really going to get it down this coming week. Just to push a button that says it's always a pleasure 
to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. It's always a pleasure to have new people on the show as well, and a fun, fun topic that we're going to be talking about now. And it's the fact that uh, there's a festival that actually has, well, it, it some of it takes place down in Memphis, Tennessee. Or no, not Memphis, but Murfreesboro, excuse me. Should have known that. My sister graduated from MTSU. Uh, and uh, But it has some roots here in Sioux Falls as well. Uh, we've had Apollonia Damalos on the show before. You know, that little ball of energy that she is. Uh, she is the producer of 54 Film Fest that takes place. And there are some crews that are making small movies, shorts and so forth, that are making some noise at it. And today... We have one of those. Well, actually, we're going to have two. But uh, here in, in this uh, first segment, we're going to be talking to Paul Ebsen. And uh, he is the director of a little movie called Behind the Foosball. And one of his actors is Tom Kamnikar, who is also here in the Dipsy Doodle Production Studios. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank yeah you. great to have you along. And uh, so <clears throat> start off with the obvious question. What's 54 Film Fest? Well, it's it's a play on what more commonly people might <coughs> recognize as the 48-hour film festival. Mm-hmm. And only this one allows you to go until midnight the next on Sunday. So you get a little more sleep. Okay. So you basically on Friday at 5 o'clock in the evening, you get on to a Zoom meeting since there's teams from all over the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, get onto a Zoom meeting with all the teams, and then you get to, uh, they have them all in order, and you choose your number, basically, and then that reveals what your potential genre for the short film is. So you go into this not knowing your genre, not knowing anything, basically. There is no writing prior. There's no, here's what we're going to have for screenshots, anything along that line, huh? Nope. And, and they uh, they do it kind of secret, not secret Santa. What would you uh, white elephant style, basically? That yeah. you can either choose to pick a number or you can steal the genre from someone else. Uh-huh. And so there's a bit of strategy that's involved that we were fortunate enough to pick kind of in the middle, so we could see some genres coming and then steal one before. So uh, I I did watch it uh, behind the foosball. Uh, just watched it this morning, and it it's fun. Uh, so what was the genre then that you had? So how they have their genres is it's two of them. So you can pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we picked documentary or satire. And we kind of combined the two. Yes, you did. Yep. Yeah, it's a very funny uh, satire. And I was almost thinking along the lines of mockumentary yep, exactly. as I was watching it. Uh, so... Who did you have to, you obviously, you know, Tom's in the uh, movie. Mm-hmm. He's uh, one of the actors in it, along with, uh, <laughs> I always want to call him Cousin Eddie. Yep. Eddie Unruh yep. uh, is in there. And it. Uh, so you had to have those people picked prior, or was that something that had to come <laughs> along in this time frame too? Yeah, so typically, so you, you can build, you can do as much, as much pre-production as you want short of basically writing it and filming it and all that stuff Mm -hmm. because they they keep you honest by you don't know what your genre is going to be they also give you a line of dialogue that has to 
be in the film. Oh, really? They give you okay. a prop that has to be in the film. Uh-huh. Um, and then they give you a, uh, what was the last one? Line of dialogue, prop, and then... Well, they throw a curveball at you. And then you. a curveball is the next morning, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's three things that you learn day of, and then they even throw you another curveball next morning. All right. So what was the line? Uh, the bright side is. Okay. Yep. So we had that. What was the prop? The prop was a sign that had to significantly impact. It couldn't just be in the background. You know, it had right. to somewhat impact the story. All right. Tom, what made you want to get involved in this? Um, Paul texted me and asked me. <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that. Yes. So Paul is a godfather to my daughter. So I'm, I've known him since he was eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he texted me up and said, this is coming up. Would you be interested in, in helping us out with it? And I had nothing going on that weekend. So I said, sure. Sounds like fun. So, so who got to write the script? So that was one of my friends. So again, pre-production, you can get as many actors lined up as you want, as many locations as you want, all that good stuff. So that's kind of, we, we lined up, um, some actors. Um, and then I kind of knew of locations that would be possible Mm -hmm. depending on what we got. So then the writer, um, he's actually one of my friends from high school and he, uh, lives out in Los Angeles now and writes out there. And so I asked him because he hasn't really done too many of these and he thought it'd be a blast. And I knew he wanted to write more this year. So I said, hey, what are the chances you want to uh, help us write this? Because really for the writing portion, once we get our our topic on Friday night, it needs to be basically written by Saturday morning because we got to start filming. So we, right. so we kind of cheated and brought in a guy who had two extra hours living on the West Coast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. So when we're asleep at midnight or one o'clock, it's it's two hours early. Yeah, before. that worked that well. No yep. doubt about that. That's fantastic. Uh, so what made you come up with Behind the Foosball? Well, it kind of started with Tom's big idea, which he can say that. Yeah. So... The, to go back to Paul, as far as our process, after we got our uh, genre, we got on a Zoom call with um, Mike. Mike, and we it was almost kind of what I envisioned a writer's room would be like. We all just started pitching mm-hmm. ideas, and we riffed on a couple for like 20 minutes each, and then um, I had always had this idea in the back of my head. It's, it's a movie I still want to make someday, a mockumentary of four guys playing Foursquare like who think it's the legit sport and go to <laughs> playgrounds and challenge right. kids and stuff. And so I pitched that, but you know, it's February in South Dakota. That's really yeah. not going to work. So we started coming up with different ideas and that evolved into, we thought about four guys who want tubing to be an Olympic sport. And we thought we could go to great bear mm-hmm. and make a big, I mean, they take it really serious being tubers and such. And then we all, we just had a moment where we said, none of us want to spend all day outside right. because this was, <laughs> yeah, middle of February and mm-hmm. I think it was like five below outside or something like that. And, and we need like, releases from all the locations and yeah. all the people oh, that are seeing, yeah. So. Right. It's not just to go out and film this, have fun, right. you know, scavenger hunting. Yep. It's, definitely, it's, definitely have to legitimately have right. everything documented. So, so, so then we were we were about ready to scrap it and go to a different idea. Yep. And because we, we couldn't were in a different idea. Yeah. And then uh, the the house that we were all meeting at, they had a foosball table right there in the basement. And I don't know if I said it or someone said it, but why don't we just do it with foosball and mm-hmm. that'll work? Yeah. It, everything fit into that thing. So it was kind of evolved from four guys to two guys who take foosball really seriously and 
Well, and, and uh, you know, the mockumentary style satire of a documentary about foosball, you and a friend are, you know, big, they, that's all you do is play foosball. But then you're planning on having tryouts. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, it gets a little crazy. And then to find out that the gal coming in, who was the only one to actually find the, um, the posters that had been thrown in the garbage, um, and comes in and she's like this expert player. What I want to know out of watching that part is, who did the trick shots? <laughs> I think it was a combination of Tom, Eddie, and Brenda. Yeah, I think we all tried. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah. So was... no stunt doubles used for this? No, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was Brenda. She ultimately I, yeah. we shot that one. Gosh, at least ten times. Right. Because we wanted to get yeah, it had to be just right. Had to... that that flip backward yep. one yep. that's that's golden yep that's yeah that's something you're going to save on your reel for future use isn't it for sure yeah <laughs> all right so what made you say dang it this whole 54 film fest thing that sounds like fun i want to get involved yeah so i mean apollonia um i've worked with her here and there and she had told me about it mm -hmm. and and i always think it's it's good because I, I have a production company and, and do videos and all that kind of stuff. But it's I think it's always fun and a good exercise to set yourself in a creative environment with a deadline and just get together with friends and make something fun. And, you know, life is busy. And so you don't have a ton of time to just sit mm -hmm. around and do this stuff. So 54 hours, get in and out, be really creative, be on a deadline, knock it out. I think that's a great exercise. Yeah, and and uh, it, it shows in the filmmaking. Last year, I was actually, well, was it last year or two years ago? I can't remember with all the COVID stuff, you know. Uh, but I was one of those judges, actually, uh, and got to rank them. And that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the two local ones that I did get to see, you know, private screening, actually, on YouTube for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can tell when people make these, that they're having a good time, that they're stretching their imaginations, uh, that they're also, you know, at the same time, though, being serious about making film. Uh, and we should say that uh, with you knowing Apollonia, uh, because uh, while you do have your own production house, uh, you're a freelancer. By the way, you've won, what, four regional Emmys and... Uh, a couple other big th a, a telly yeah. and all of that. So, you know, you got the chops for doing the video stuff, mm -hmm. uh, obviously. But uh, you got connected with her, I'm guessing, through your work with uh, South Dakota Public Television, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, uh, because, uh, you know, well, she's just all over the place. She is. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys have known each other for a long time. And, uh, Tom, tell us a little bit about your character and what the driving, <laughs> you know, the typical... Uh, how did you get into this character stuff? <laughs> so, uh, did uh, did we name him? Um, I think Mike just kind of came up with yeah. some yeah, names you're, you're Tim that were Tim Tim Wolf. They were yeah. really yeah. close to what our actual names were, which yeah. made it confusing. Yeah, ah, that's okay. right. Yeah, Tim, and then the last name was I, I just picked my mom's maiden name, so Tim Wold. Uh, he uh, he loves to play foosball and takes it very seriously, so much so that I he even wears gloves when he's playing, <laughs> and. Uh, he it wasn't until he met um and i forget what the other guy's name was what was it 
Jimmy. Mark, Jimmy. <laughs> no, Jimmy, or Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. that yeah. he realized that they could go far and make it to the state regionals, and Jimmy was well the, the driving force for them to. Uh, and we won't give out the spoiler yeah, at right. the end as to what you guys, how you did. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So I just kind of, you know, just kind of got into him as a, he's an intense foosball. But he really loves this and takes it seriously, and we kind of. <clears throat> not to give too much of it away but you know his friend he kind of ignores because foosball is everything to him so are you a foosball player at all i yes <laughs> i know Hob- hobbyist or, or do you border on that uh, professional no not anymore <laughs> so uh i played in college and, and learned to be i don't want to say i'm really good but i I'm, i can hold my own yeah and then when my very first job here in sioux falls this, I'm dating myself, but it was 99, 2000. So it was right in the dot-com boom. I worked for mm-hmm. a web company, web design company, and we had a foosball table in our um, conference room. And me and my buddies, we played so much. There's a reason that company went under. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we, we played it so much so that I actually got a carpal tunnel in my right hand from from playing, from foosball. playing foosball so much. So See, I kind of had to give it up. Yeah, so. well, yeah. <laughs> Gonna have the big return, you know, be yeah. comeback player of the year or anything. No, I don't know about that. But it was fun while we were shooting it. I was trying not to show off too much, but I, I pretty much beat everybody there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you uh, have done a lot of acting uh, throughout the years yeah. and a lot of improv. Did the improv, when you only have a 54-hour time frame to make a movie, even though you write a script, does the improv come in a lot? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we... I mean, we didn't have a lot to prepare. We had the script. I, there were a couple times I, I tried improving lines. One worked three, I think failed pretty badly, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was kind of fun just trying uh-huh. and stuff, but um, it was, yeah, that experience definitely helped as far as just kind of figuring shooting from the hip and trying mm-hmm. different things and reactions and that type of stuff. So Paul, when it comes to shooting a movie versus the things that you've done, uh, in the past, what was the difference in this? So, a lot of it is you get more than one take. That's something special. <laughs> um, and then just making sure that your coverage is there because you're also on a time deadline. Um, the movie can't be more than five minutes, I believe, is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you, our first script came across and it was eight pages of script, which is understandable mm-hmm. to get the story out, but it's got to be like right. three and a half maybe four pages if you're at a minute a page you know you're moving along so by doing that improv and having just making sure that whatever i'm shooting if i need to cut out and get to something else i gotta have that cover shot so we did some stuff here and there and and shot it multiple angles just in case we need to speed it up and get along and move along the story how about for the directing part yeah how was that different um it's, I guess I've I've done some forty-eight hour film stuff before in the past, mm-hmm. uh, three or four of them, and um, and I, I've, I guess I've directed people before, so it's nothing too too different. Um, but it is it is making sure that I've got it in my head and we've got the script and and everyone's kind of looking and making sure we're not forgetting something because again, it's moving so fast. Once you get to the edit. If it was like, oh shoot, we forgot to do this, that story we got to do something. You right. Know? There so. were there were a couple times, like we have a couple flashbacks where we 
almost started shooting when we're wearing the same clothes as before and like oh i need to put on a different sweatshirt <laughs> or something because it's supposed to be a different day yeah. the continuity part of it yeah. all yeah yep for sure all right uh so I, I have to ask how was eddie unruh to work with he was great yeah he was a fun kid <laughs> yeah great time no just, doubt about just it a, i was really impressed in that i don't think you had ever met him before had nope. you i'd never met him before brenda hadn't um uh, folks we were at their house they knew him they were the ones who called him but he was not only professional but fun to work with and just you know he did a bang-up job dedicated his whole saturday to come hang out with us so. yeah and uh, the other cool thing is you know he he knows his way around a camera and so forth too yep. so you know did he give you any instructions <clears throat> no he didn't okay, he yeah. did he did check out some of the equipment <laughs> some of the gear yeah. i don't doubt that one bit yeah all right uh so again it's the 54 film fest and, uh, well, I do have to ask a question, though, because it's, uh, it actually made me think of something years ago. I was uh, doing some uh, work for a guy that put on some family entertainment workshops. And he always liked to make fun of South Dakota, North Dakota, etc. And so he said uh, one time, and Dave Holly from Sioux Falls, North Dakota. And your entry was under the name of Fargo, South Dakota. How did that come about? <laughs> that was my wife. She, uh, we, we were in our text chain. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to sign us up for the film fest. And what should our name be? Oh my gosh, this took us forever. It took forever because <laughs> you know it's that's always the hardest thing. It's like, okay, what is our name? We want and, something uh, clever and yeah. And since since it's based out of Nashville, Tennessee, right? We're like, well, let's just play into it and say Fargo, which you know on Netflix and everything mm -hmm. they I. Was the Netflix one? Is that based? It seemed like it was. Yeah, there was more South Dakota in that. Right. Than, yeah. yeah. And so that's where we're like, let's just say we're Fargo, South Dakota. All right. I, I enjoyed on it, that. though. And I'm guessing that the, that throws off a few people from around the nation then going, oh, uh, Fargo and which one? Yeah, yeah. They might not know. <laughs> what was the most fun for you as an actor, Tom? Um, well, you know, it's. I. As much improv and stage work as I've done in my life, I don't think I've ever really been behind or in front of the camera that much. Mm -hmm. So it was just getting to see getting to see Paul work was probably the most fun. I mean, like I said, he's my wife's cousin. Uh, I've known him since he was eight. This is when I first met my wife. I mean, he was just this little shy kid who wouldn't talk to me. And to see him actually, I mean, he knows his stuff. And I was just so impressed. So that was just, it was just fun working with Paul and getting to see that. And how about for you, Paul? What was the best part of putting this all together? Putting it all together. I mean, it's 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 always fun getting a creative group of people together with a goal and knocking that goal out, and then you know putting it putting the edit in and seeing seeing it all come to come to fruition. Yeah, fantastic. Yep. Uh, so, when do you find out how you did? Yeah, that's a good question. So the premiere is in a week and a half, maybe. So the premiere is march 28th march 28th all right i believe yep youtube-ish type thing or what yeah it it it'll be actually in a theater down in nashville and okay. they have three it's three screening blocks of an hour each because there were 42 teams i think wow so yeah. there's we should mention and maybe apollonia talked about this there's a second division where they right. get five, five days, days and four hours or something yeah. to 
to do a longer film. Yeah, you've got the 54 and then the 5-4 or something. Correct, like that yep, 5 right? plus yeah. 4, yep. Okay. So, yeah, so that that's when the screening is, and that's the premiere date that, okay. that the nation and everyone can see it. And then out of that, um, you can vote online uh, for your favorite film within each block. We're in the second block, which I believe starts at 7 o'clock. Um, and then the people in attendance, they can vote. So kind of people's choice uh -huh. awards. So then those all got to get tallied. So then I'm guessing some sometime during that week, we'll uh, learn when, what the awards are. Well, I'll, I'll try to get you a handful of award yeah. or a handful of uh, votes down there. My sister uh, and her husband and uh, one of their sons live in um, a suburb of Nashville, Mount okay. Juliet, and then over in Murfreesboro yeah. is where my nephew Andy and his wife and uh, young boy happen to live. So I'm going to tell them, get there, vote. And then, of course, <laughs> anybody around here, we got to vote uh, while we're online and, and right. get that opportunity because this is just uh, so much of a, a great thing. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that uh, I always, anytime I get an email uh, from Apollonia, it always ends with the same thing, your fellow creative. And I think that's what I love about interviewing people such as yourself is that uh, all these creatives that we have in this community and uh, just what a joy it is. So I thank you two uh, for being part of the participants, the entry. And so remember, behind the foosball, that's what you want to vote for once everything comes out and we'll keep you posted on that thank you so much guys appreciate you coming in and uh, taking us. time to be on the show thanks so much all right and we'll continue our discussion about 54 film fest in just a moment when we talk to those that are involved at university of sioux falls back in a moment helping women feel empowered and confident is what posh boutique at the bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle personality and price point whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street, TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. For him, every day is a Holly Day. Here again, Dave Holly. Welcome back. Oh my, what a day we're having here on the Dave Holly Hour, huh? Yeah, I've, I've already said it once, I'll even say it a couple more times, but it's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And always a pleasure to have new guests on the show as well. And we got a couple of young dandies in the film division. <laughs> they are from Coo Cinema Club at the University of Sioux Falls, and they're also part of 54 Film Fest, which we just heard about uh, in the last segment. We're going to continue that talk now that I know a little bit more about it. And we can uh, talk to yet another of the entries that's in this. And I'm sure they're waiting just as much with excitement to find out how that film did. We have Josh Wary and Riley Robinson. Great to have you both. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. All Thank you. Right. Yeah. So you guys uh, have a, a little film you put together uh, called Help. 
we accidentally adopted a supervillain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Okay, now I, I found out uh, how this competition or film fest, you know, obviously you, you want to say, hey, we want a film fest and so forth, but by the same token, you know, at the same time, it's just a, a, a great thing that you got entered into it. And a fun format that you have 54 hours to put something together. You can have a little bit of, you know, knowing who people that you would like to be involved in it would be. But, uh, Josh, when it came to finding out what genre you had, what did you end up getting? So we ended up getting the superhero or Western genre. Superhero or Western. Did you think of combining them? I think that thought probably crossed our mind when uh -huh. we when we first got it. it. Initially, we were not planning on getting that genre. We were hoping for something else. So getting <laughs> it was a little bit of a surprise, and we just kind of had to work from there with it. But yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, Riley, I, I know that there's a, a couple of things that have to be in this uh, five-minute film, including a line and a prop. Yes. And yes. what was yours yeah so we had to for our prop we had to implement a sign into our film uh which uh i don't know if we can say what it is or but uh it was know. uh it depends was a, on how much you want to let out yeah sure so uh <laughs> <laughs> they uh adopted a super villain and uh the super villain had a sign that went to their lair and so uh yes cute little, oh, I, uh, I love it yeah <laughs> Talk about a sign. snotty little kid, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then what was the line? That yeah, the line. Uh, so we could choose between two, but we decided to use both. Yeah, we're overachievers. We're overachievers like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the line was on the bright side is, and then the other one was, "This is how I started my journey." Yeah, yeah. Per yeah, yeah. Oh. So okay. we decided yeah. to use both. Yeah. Just well, cause... I I did see it. Uh, I, I I got a sneak peek of it from Apollonia. Oh, nice. Yeah, what do you so think? I loved it. I, I thought, <laughs> what a great time. And, and, you know, that's the thing about it. Here you are uh, in college. And what years are you, by the way? We are both seniors. Both seniors. Whew. Graduation coming up. That's, wow. Yeah, it's not yeah, far now. Not far at all. That's yeah. great. Uh, but uh, when you started at USF, did you ever think you'd be in a film competition? No, not at all. I didn't even know I was going to be a media major when I started going yeah. here. So, yeah, getting at this point now is kind of crazy. And, yeah, uh, I'm a exercise science major, so <laughs> this was definitely not like in my uh, not not in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah. So, how did you get involved in it then? So, uh, um, I do theater through USF, just through scholarship and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and then uh, Apollonia. Oh God, bless her. Bless her. What a you woman. mean that oh, force of spiritual <laughs> nature <laughs> exactly that just exudes around the world? Exactly. You oh, know, yeah, she I came know up her. to me. Yeah, yeah. she was. Uh, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, you're gonna be in this." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then it, <laughs> uh, we did writer's block, our first ever. Yeah, which was film that we three, ever did. a little over three years ago now. It was January 2020. Oh, so you're not rookies at this. I guess we've been, we got a little experience under our belt now. Yeah. We've been doing it for a few years. Well, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. And uh, so tell me, what thought goes through your mind when you all of a sudden you've got your uh, genre? You know what you have to have for a prop and for a line or two because you're overachievers. <laughs> uh, and then you go, okay, the clock is ticking. We have 54 hours. 
what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, I feel like initially it's a little overwhelming just because you have, you get everything all at once. And then, yeah, the clock is ticking. So you're like, okay, we need to go fast. We need to figure this out. But at the same time, there's a lot of excitement. And I mean, you still have all 54 hours. So right. you got some time to play around a little bit. So what uh, was the initial idea and how did it morph into this? Yeah, so um, when when we got this, so we had to like, basically like dirty santa to get the genre and when we got superhero it wasn't the one that we wanted and so we decided do you know what let's just mix the genre we have with the genre we wanted and that was able to kind of pinpoint you know where we were going to go with the movie so we're thinking more of a comedy with it because um with our limited like effects and uh stuff it would be hard to do it kind of serious so um we wanted to do it comedy and so uh we're you know, we came up with like three good ideas and then we kind of like came up with small plots and like synopsis for each of those ideas. And then we just decided it was sitcom because that was the yeah, that was the one we wanted. It, that was the fact, genre we wanted. Yeah, it, it, in fact, uh, throwing in the laugh track, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the funnest parts. <laughs> I want to know where you got that laugh track because it's a little more fresh and vibrant than the majority of them that we hear. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which website I used to get it from. Because it was, it was like, okay, it's a laugh track, but my goodness, that's that's like a. Different I know it one. was it was high quality, which yeah. was good. I I know I used a couple different places just because I needed a couple different laugh tracks for that. So a couple of them were from like the YouTube audio library that you can uh-huh. use, and then the other place that I used was Storyblocks. Okay, which is more like a sub- subscription based. Yeah, I've, platform, I've heard but, of that one, but, but that one. Know. Has given me some good sound. sound I, I make fifteen dollars a week on this podcast, so I, I don't afford anything <laughs> except f- not just royalty free, but free royalty free. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, who did the re- directing? Who did the writing? Yeah. So I did the directing, um, and then we kind of all like co-wrote as well as another um, uh, friend of ours who was the assistant director. Um, the three of us together were all kind of like in a room. And uh, we wrote the script together uh, within, I think it only took us like 40 minutes total. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I guess wow. bra- brainstorming took a little while longer, right. but then actually sitting down to write the script, that went by really, really good. Quick. Matt was our kind of main screenwriter, and he's really good at getting that out, so mm-hmm. it's good. All right, what about editing? I was the lead you, editor You were the this. lead editor, yes. okay. Yes. How much fun did you have doing that, and did you go... Oh man, I wish it could be more than five minutes because I'd love to keep this part. I know. See, okay. Speaking of that, we were a little disappointed at the end because that was one of our biggest concerns was keeping it under five Mm -hmm. minutes, of course, because we've had a film in the past where uh, we had to keep it underneath eight minutes. And uh, I think we had like a total of like 11 minutes. It was an 11 page script (laughs) and and it kind of shows in the end. Unfortunately, you can tell we had to make cuts. So with this one, we made a hard cut at five pages for our script, you know, one page, one minute. Right. But then by the time we got done with the final edit, the um, movie was only four minutes. So we're like, we had a whole extra minute we could have used, which is a little disappointing, but better to have that happen than trying to cram in right another 25 percent you could add it to i know right amazing yeah uh so what about uh you know um everything that has to be submitted is it just the film or do you have to you know show kind of process you went through and turn in uh scripts and everything else too yeah so i mean obviously the film of course um but then you also have to make sure you send in all your cast and crew waivers and any location release forms that you might have. Oh, that's right, yeah. 
And then also um, when you send in the final email with the movie, they also ask that you put timestamps for where each of the elements are so they can find those easily and just a couple little things like that. So and then because they you... can't sit through four minutes, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you wanted to, we could also submit a trailer, yes. a documentary. Yes. And then a poster, which we did all three of those as well. Oh, yeah, excellent. yeah. There's a little competition for that too to see who can oh, make the, wow. the best of each of those three. So all right. So uh, I understand that uh, the uh, the finals, or not necessarily finals, because everybody's getting critiqued on it and so forth. But in terms of how you did, is coming up in about a week or a week and a half, right? Yeah, so they got a movie screening on the 28th and then the award ceremony on the 31st. Okay, yeah. And uh, so the screening is eventually going to be on uh, YouTube and or because isn't that how the public gets to vote as well? Yes, I believe so. I know they have like an actual live award ceremony that you can go to. Unfortunately, they're based out of Tennessee, so we yeah. are not going well, to be making I'm, that. I'm but... sending family. <laughs> oh, great. There yeah, we go. I have a handful that uh, will be in attendance for you. Awesome. So got to represent. Say, yeah. You got to <laughs> go vote for these, you know, because they're close. You know, we're the 605, they're the 615. Uh, yeah, 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 basically so, the same thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll get them in there. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they'll bring friends. Maybe they will. That would be awesome, wouldn't <laughs> it? You going to either of them? Or does uh, being a college student uh, kind of yeah, it does get in the way a little back bit? On yeah. we've, we've talked about it. Really. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what if we just you know, what if we just got Drive tickets and just drove? Well, see, uh, right now the tickets are via Allegiant. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, maybe there's a chance yep. we can still do it. <laughs> fly there, <laughs> stay fly at there. the airport. <laughs> yeah, just to make it like a one night thing. But all right, Riley. So uh, you've you've done some acting. Yes. And you did the directing uh, on this and so forth. Uh, and you said that uh, Apo just kind of said, "Hey, you're in this." Were you already in the uh, Ku Cinema Club? Um. So uh, that was the first. Um. Uh, when she uh, asked me to do it, that was the first one that we ever did my freshman year. And since then, I have been a part of almost every single Ku yeah. Cinema Club project. Um, and so uh, mainly I've been working the cameras. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, uh, working uh, with, you know, um, this time around, uh, working with some no new talent, some of the younger students, because right now we're looking at what's ahead of Kusama Club. I mean, Apollonia is no longer here. We're no longer right. going to be here. So who's going to take up the mantle? So uh, working with some younger students and showing them the camera this time too was a lot of fun. And so um, the great part about directing this time um, was just showing everybody what to do and how to do this and how we've been doing it and the things that we've learned and how to do it better going forward. And getting to watch them do that was a real treat. And it's really made us want to do this again. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been kind of talking about even throwing in another Kusama Club project before the year is over. So we're really excited about it. Oh, that's great. It. Yeah. And uh, always train your replacements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that your legacy keeps going on and so forth. All right. So what is your major again? Um, Pre-professional exercise science. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I, next... I knew it was something I wasn't going to be interested in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What things from being involved in drama and coup cinema do you think are going to help you in that profession? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be a chiropractor, hypothetically. I'm going to chiropractic school this fall. And so uh, 
in theater. My um, wife works for two. Oh, no put way. Put your name in, yeah. <laughs> right. They're a sponsor, XL Chiropractic. Oh, awesome. They're a sponsor. Yeah, hook me, up. Okay. hook me up. Hook me up. But uh, in that profession, there's a lot of interaction with people, um, being just a care provider and talking with their patients. And so theater has really been able to show me ways um, to further connect with my audience as well as then applying that to my future patient base just teaching empathy and you know communication skills and all that so um i believe that will that will be great <laughs> yeah, yeah i told doubt. him he should just start like a theater themed chiropractic office and kind of go from there i, <laughs> I don't love think it. he took it very seriously but i thought it was a pretty good idea I they wanted a and a show and a show adjustment yeah. and a show yeah. <laughs> all right so josh uh you actually are in media yes as a uh, a major and uh what are you hoping to go on to after school? That is the question. <laughs> right now, we're just kind of applying wherever I can. Um, ideally, I guess kind of the dream job would be to keep going into film and stuff like that. I love, mm-hmm. I love doing that and really any part of it. I've really gotten into like the whole behind the scenes aspect of it, especially video editing is kind of really what I'm passionate about right now. But anything related to video production, I will take. Okay, and uh, so there's a lot of jobs out there, you know, the way that uh, the internet exploded. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, social media in and of itself is video production anymore for, oh, for anybody. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your your first part? Uh, because you said uh, you didn't know you were going to be a media major when you went to USF. So what sparked it? I think what kind of got me into it was when I was back in like second, third grade. So my brother was very much into making movies and short Mm -hmm. films and videos and stuff like that so i would always kind of get roped into helping them with some of those and i think that's kind of where the seed was planted and then didn't really do much with that during high school or anything didn't do any video production stuff but then going into college kind of re-sparked that interest and knowing that like this is something i can actually do and Mm -hmm. this is something that i'm interested in like and it kind of just grew from there all right who do you like as a a film director? Ooh, good question. I get in one per interview. One per interview. Okay, one okay. good question one per good interview. Question, okay. you know, that's fair. <laughs> Although that's there's fair. two of you, I might get two. Ooh, today. yeah, oh, there we go. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I always tell people my favorite movie is La La Land. So I'd have to say Damien Chazelle. Oh, probably one of my favorite show. directors. Yes. Oh, so good. Either that or, and we actually just saw Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan. I really appreciate mm-hmm. him as a director as well. So between yeah. those two. All right. Uh, any particular actors that uh, you look up to and so forth? Um, big crush on Emma Stone. Again. Like it doesn't. Like, yeah. All right. Give me a high five on that one, there, buddy. Uh, and uh, Riley, what about you then? Uh, not necessarily wanting to be uh, continuing into movies and things along that line, but uh, still, you know, you directed a film. Yeah. And so. Who do you think is a great director? Oh, man. Let's see if I can think of a name. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I think, uh, how do you pronounce it? Taika Watiki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of his earlier stuff is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Boy and then uh, Jojo Rabbit. I mean, those stuff I just love. And so kind of taking that, like, bits, taking comedy and putting it into serious um, uh plots and stuff and just like enhancing it you mean like mel brooks says (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i can't i 
think there's only like three or so directors that I can <laughs> name off the top of my head. So. Uh, so what about an actor then? Yeah, so... Or actress, I should say. Oh, Although man. pretty much anymore, they all just go by actor. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, You know, gotta love... My dad would appreciate this. Clint East, Eastwood, you know, gotta love the uh, mm -hmm. old timers. Uh, Mel Brooks, you know. Oh. Kurt Russell, <laughs> all the all the good ones. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've also always had a, a bit of a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. What a man. Ooh. Oh. What a man. He does fun stuff. He does. Yeah, he I does. mean, does. yeah, talk about, you know, bringing some comedy along uh, to <laughs> yeah. serious stuff. Yeah. His, <laughs> I get such a kick. Because the first show I ever saw him in was Van Wilder. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you know, straight, you know, slapstick type comedy, college thing, and so forth. And uh, God, this is kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing him in other roles, and it's like, okay, the dude's got chops. And you know, it's just uh, fun to see people that can take what they came up in and and still apply it, but yet have the dramatic and so forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love seeing that. All right, so what should people, when they finally get the chance to see, I always got to look up to make sure I get it right, <laughs> help, we accidentally adopted a supervillain. Expect the goofy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> look at look for mugs. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, yeah, just uh, go in and uh, have a fun time and uh, think, you know, like... Sitcom, you know, we had one of our roommates make up an original sound for it. One of the thing that we had to, the twist that we had to implement was uh, singing was musical, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, which was great because we already had it planned. So, uh, uh, but we have some original music in there from one of our roommates. So yeah. he also has his own Spotify account. So maybe give that a listen. Yeah. Uh, and what is it then? Let's bump him up. Yeah, driving alone at midnight. Check <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. All right. yeah. Spotify. That. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, there's a couple of questions I always love to end with, and uh, let, I'm going to go with Riley first, since he's the. He said something about exercise or fitness yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know. He's yeah. told me so many times. All I right. So Riley, uh, when you're not uh, directing a film and being part of the arts and entertainment community, <laughs> what do you like to be entertained by? Oh man, um, you would imagine I would say something like it's fitness like, related, yeah, exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, love i love drawing i love um um i love watching movies obviously that's always mm -hmm. a fun time um and uh rock climbing is a good time uh just talking with friends you know getting coffee and going over some stuff and talking about life and all that theater is amazing love theater we're in uh once upon a mattress that is coming out this uh april classic i think the first showing is april 19th i think that sounds right yeah okay. yeah Good, you're so, not overlapping uh, with Augie because there's I, I'm going to that in April first, yeah. I think. Okay, gotcha. yeah. Yep, All yep. right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, come come watch us uh, do Once Upon a Mattress at USF, uh, April nineteenth. All right, and Josh, how about you? When you're not part of the arts and entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by? Yeah, I mean, same with Riley. Watching movies always a big one. Watching TV shows. We are going through Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big reader. I at least I try my best during the school year. It's a little bit harder to kind of keep up with that. But yeah, just hanging out with friends, talking, going out and doing stuff. I love trying to go on hikes around the area and stuff like that. So, all right. All right. So, Josh Wary and Riley Robinson, thank you so much. Appreciate your time and good luck to you, not just in uh, 
54 Film Fest, but uh, after college, uh, I, I think good things are awaiting for both of you. You're both very well-spoken, uh, great young men. I appreciate the time today. Thank well, you thank so you. much. Yeah. We appreciate being here. And we'll be back to wrap up the day. No, we've got one more interview. It's like a midnight commercial, isn't it? Infomercial? Oh, but wait, Ooh. there's more. <laughs> there's more. Next up, Matt D has a new album out. Well, it's dropping on the 30th. That's coming up on the Dave Holly Hour. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. The Dave Holly Hour. Like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome back, oh... You know what's coming, don't you? You know, I, I really wish I could have a whole live audience sometime. And when we start a conversation, I could say it's, and everybody else could chime in, always a pleasure to talk through Empire Arts and Entertainment. And always great to have guests that are just incredible to have on. And especially when it's a good one that you've had back a few times. And Matt D., you're probably in the top five now for total appearances. Is that a good or a bad That's thing? That's a good thing. This is a good thing. That means I like you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I like you too, Dave. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, because we've known each other for a while, going back to the old uh, old school's days. Great, great uh, venue. Oh, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. And by the way, it's for lease right now. I, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's no longer the Red Sea Pub. No. No. I, I wondered how long it uh, was ever made it that long. It was just, uh, I went in there yeah. once. Yeah different vibe very much different vibe yeah uh so you know if we can come up with a few hundred thousand or something maybe well, we could do that again yeah i don't know well maybe off of your uh new do, cd sales do they give italians liquor licenses <laughs> in uh in sioux falls i don't know well they give wine so, well there for you go our wine well yeah. there you go That's all right okay. we know that then there we go because Ricardo Terabelsi. Oh, he's more Italian than I am. Yeah, That's okay. definitely. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, new album coming out in, next week, correct? Yeah. The um, 30th? March 30th. March yeah. 30th. Matt D. Jericho Gap will yeah. drop. Uh, and uh, I know you've had some where it's uh, gone out already mm -hmm. for, you know, critics, etc., to uh, have a, a little bit of a listen to it first. What's mm -hmm. been the reaction on this? uh better than i could have ever hoped so okay far. knock Be on wood yeah and yeah. Uh, because i will tell you my reaction because i was one of the fortunate ones to get to hear it uh and i sat here and i downloaded uh and went right through the whole thing oh wow would not stop because it just kept coming at me <laughs> and coming at me it's like man uh first of all and we invited your producer 
Mark Dom to be here tonight, mm-hmm. but apparently yeah. something has come up. Yes. And we hope that everything's okay with him. And apparently, at least he texted that he was okay, right? After I texted him. Okay. I'm going to add that to the recording. Thank yes. you, Mark. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, we're going to put that on there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so he had sent it to me mm-hmm. to, to have a listen because he knows I'm a huge fan and uh, also a huge fan of his warehouse Absolutely. recording studio. And it's uh, just one of those that I thought, man, I, I've listened to a lot of your music. Well, thank you. Yeah, a lot. And, and, and I don't know if I should say I'm sorry as well. Too. No, no, no. Do not go there. Do not pull that thing. Uh, and it's just uh, amazing anyway. But, you know, I thought you kind of hit your peak on the last one. Okay. I thought, man, that's going to be tough if he ever tries to top it. And then you come out so soon with another one. Yeah. But I know you're always writing. Mm-hmm. And this one, I thought writing was exceptional. Well, thank you. I thought the production, the producing job that Mark did yeah. was phenomenal. Uh, best I've probably ever heard. Yeah. Uh, and I can only speak for my stuff. Right. I don't speak for other artists' stuff at all. But, um, yeah, uh, when I heard it, it was pretty outstanding the first time. And your voice, I thought your vocals were the oh. crispest, clearest I've I've heard. Wow. You know, because i got 60-year-old ears and... They don't always hear what the lyrics actually say. And it was like, well, damn, this is all right. You can understand <laughs> I can me understand now. it. Well, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, like I say, it's always a pleasure to have you here and uh, to talk music because um, you are all original. Yes. Uh, every song that you put out on an album is original, and uh, you are... Not ashamed to come up with different styles within your own style, but mm-hmm. how do you describe yourself? Um, my 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 catchphrases for it because I was told by a guy in Mississippi, you need a catchphrase. Okay, he said. So you've got a. He said, and he he was a cool guy. His name was Benny Melton, and he I it was cool. He got to live in South Dakota for a while, but he was the one that said. Dude, you're the Hemingway of the highway, and I can't oh, do yeah. a, I can't do a Southern accent real well, but he'd say it in a in a Southern accent, and he said, um, he he said you've you've got to find your niche in that, right? And so we kind of came up with a, a few things some reviewers had said, which was hard luck Americana uh-huh. and bad man ballads. So right. I think there's a side of me, the hard luck side would be more the rock, the blues more the Southern rock, whereas mm-hmm. the bad man ballads would probably be more on the countryside, the acoustic side, the folk gospel side. So I think a lot of people say Americana as kind of a, a genre. I don't really put it out there as a genre. I don't know what I am. Is that, I mean, does that make sense? I'm, I'm yeah, rock it, it sometimes. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I'm because country uh, sometimes. Right, because yeah. I've, I've heard all of that within your uh, albums. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like all of it, too. You know, yeah. that's the best part is that, uh, <laughs> well, you know. thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, because uh, one of my favorite genres is Southern rock. Cool. And I love it when I can hear that come out, and, you know, or I get a little Charlie Daniels coming my way or a little Leonard Skinner. And, <laughs> and speaking of Leonard Skinner, yeah. uh, as, as you might know, I do host Trivia. Uh, and one of the questions was about Leonard Skinner recently. Okay. And as we were researching it, you know how when you go to uh, Google something, mm-hmm. it'll give you one little line maybe? Absolutely. And yeah. I loved how Leonard Skinner starts off what their 
page and uh, what their website is about serious American rock. That's I think that's fair. I think it's fair too. But it's like you know other you know Amer- uh, rock and roll or classical rock, uh, you know things like that. Absolutely. But it's just like serious rock and roll, and I thought that was so great. I think that's fair yeah. to say. But I, uh, you yeah. are the only Hemingway of the highway that I know. Well, I'm sure there's probably folks out there that are probably more deserving of the title that Benny gave me. But I I do kind of I will say I do. Um, focus on the the like the main H's mm-hmm. in songwriting. If that has anything to do with Hemingway, since that starts with an H, and I think that's heartbreak, um, hillbillies, um, hotels, yeah, um, hell, yeah, and uh, highways, and I, and I think hookers too. Yeah, probably the the H's of well, songwriting. In fact, that was one of the <laughs> lyrics that popped out at me. Tough to buy happiness with it, or you'll never pay you'll for never happiness with hundred dollar bills. bills. Yeah, yep. I had to make sure I got it right. No, no it's fine. No, it's <laughs> but a, it's, it's a I think line. I even texted you that. You did. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that like, was nice to yeah, hear. This man. is cool. Yeah, yeah but uh, just the overall uh, sound of of everything this time around is just a knockout, and and I can tell it's going to do well for you. And you said uh, that already, even better than you thought. Um, I or, don't, yeah. or not necessarily thought, but wished well, for what? Well, um, a phantom locomotive was kind of a sleeper. Mm-hmm. So I put it out and there was an initial buzz and then it kind of just died out for a while. And I thought, boy, what did I do? You know, like, uh, I, I was thinking it was a long album. There was, mm-hmm. you know, it was over an hour. Um, I don't know that albums really do very well anymore. I think uh, everything everybody's after the single, single or a few things. And so, but I'm more of an album person. So I just thought, well, just stay the course. And of course, you get into this self doubt of, wow, like, you know, are people listening to this? And then Devil You Know took off. And I want to say it was almost a year to the day it was released. Um, and then the plays just started shooting up. And then after that, Carry Me to Canaan and Roadhouse Shrine. And so about the time that I released the company I keep, um, there had been some decent buzz on Phantom. And I, and I was really proud of that album. But the thing about that album was, other than Jeff and myself, Jeff the drummer, um, we didn't really have a band when we did Phantom. And now we have more of a band. Right. So... I think coming into this one, and I think maybe why, um, I'm I'm just the guy that writes the words and screams and sings into the mic and plays a few chords. I really got to hand it. Well, to the you band. do it damn well, then. Well, I try. <laughs> I I give it my best, yeah. Dave. But I mean, I got to hand it to Jeff, Jason, Scott, and Mark yeah. on this. That I think they all came together, and I think it was just the fact that we're a band, we're we're a group. And so I think everybody's kind of finding their niche and mm-hmm. finding what they do. And um, I, I've got to say, uh, rhythm section-wise, Jeff and Scott, absolutely spectacular job. And Jason, the stuff that he wrote and and went with. And then uh, Jason and Mark actually sat down and mixed this together. So to have your guitarist, your collaborator come in and say, hey, I, I'd really like to to be there. And I wasn't in the room when they mixed it. You, you never want the lead singer 
in the room when you're mixing a record. And I wish Mark was here because he would probably be nodding his yes, head vigorously he yeah. right now. Yes, I want you out of the building. You know, see you tomorrow, but but get out. Right. And, and so, um, and of course, don't forget, don't Boris get to the chorus. That, well, I think I, I think I, I've been, I've been learning. Yes. Yes. There was a, a great uh, improvement on this one for that. <laughs> <laughs> Although that didn't bother me. I just knew that as I was hearing it, it's like, oh, Dom was in charge of this thing all well, the way. Wasn't he? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the nice thing about him is Mark had a very successful music career um, and was Search for George. Mm -hmm. and he's a songwriter and he's, produce people for years and so when your producer starts talking and he starts saying um i know that you have a lot to say i know that you have a lot to do but can we do it in under an hour can we do it in nine or ten songs rather than 15 mm -hmm. um you start thinking okay why are they saying this well maybe it's because they know the ropes and so you know, if it were me, you know, well, hey, you know, t tell me what you think about side three, right? It would be, I, I would do these big double albums and then, you know, geez, you know, how, how many more songs <laughs> about highways can I listen to? Uh -huh. um, and so I think when I approached this one, I really was trying to not only listen to him, but trying to figure out and trust my bandmates. And so the cool thing is when everything came back and you hear Jeff's parts and the way that we record and layer everything, and then Jason would, you know, is usually the last one to come in with the guitar. Um, I was just so impressed with what every, everybody did and what everybody came up with and what a cool relationship to have that you can just kind of throw these songs out there and trust that these guys are going to do what they need to do. And so, Dave, this was a stress-free album. I didn't stress. I just want to make sure that Matt D. actually said something about being stress-free. Stress-free album. Wow. I'm not saying that the subject matter was stress-free. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I didn't stress about this album at all from start to finish. It was just get in there, do your thing, mm -hmm. let give people time to work on what they've got to work on, collaborate, um, give feedback. Um but it was just one song after another, just kind of knocked it out of the park. And uh, then, you know, before we knew it, we were mixing it. And I was just kind of like, wow, hey, it's done. Cool. Well, you've always been good about uh, having the collaboration. But now the way you're talking, it sounds like you're trusting it more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Phantom Locomotive was like, a, I, I mean, I'm surprised Mark didn't kill me when we were making yeah. that album. I think there were a few times where I thought something was going to hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> but, um, you know, you've there was a lot of ego there. I, I, I really felt like I had something to prove. Um, I'd been in a band for 13 years, and I think we did pretty well. I had some, you know, regional notoriety and, and actually had done a, a little bit of touring. And then to have that kind of end, you're kind of like, wow, is this it? Is this, this is all it's going to be? Is it just solo gigs and EPs when you can afford it? And so going into making Phantom, it was originally supposed to be an acoustic album. Uh, the producer that I had wanted to work with was closing his place down, recommended me to Mark, and I met Mark. And then Mark was like, well, why do you want to do an acoustic thing? Why don't we make this an album make make this the album you've always wanted 
And I'm like, we can do that. And he goes, well, you know, what do you need? And so that started that journey of trust. And it was, it's, it's more of a relationship type thing. And so it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's working well again. I hope There's so. No doubt about it. Uh, what about live gigs uh, coming up? Uh, June. Uh, I think June 2nd, we're at downtown Sioux Falls. Okay. Uh, block yeah. party thing? Uh, I think so. Like, okay. Yeah. I think we're playing at like the seven o'clock hour. Uh, I hope I'm allowed to say that. Um, oh, well. But no, I mean, they, we, we, we've had emails back and forth but yeah. with, with uh, downtown Sioux Falls, and they're great people to work with. We played Riverfest and uh, and one of the block parties last year, so yep. we're looking forward to being back. Yeah. Well, and uh, wasn't the block party like the first time that the band was oh. pretty well together? Yes. I'm holding on to my microphone for the rest of the night now, aren't I? That's great. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. The boom went boom. <laughs> that was... Uh, <laughs> That was way to drop the bass there, Dave. Yeah. No, um, that yeah, that was our first uh, official gig, and then, yeah. you know, so we've we've only played live twice, but uh, hopefully, we want to change that. We want to get out there and play a little bit more and, and spread our wings a little bit. So, well, I I know though that uh, you know you still have some regard for everybody that's in the band for that too, and maybe that's why you did only play a couple of times yeah. live so yeah. far is because you're not going to push anybody to miss out on family vacation or anything yeah. just to be at a gig. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, everybody has a life. Um, yeah. We're older guys now. Um, I, I still have a young child at home. You know, my, my uh, two middle children are a little bit older, mm -hmm. and I have an adult child. Um, and then there's Clara June. Clara June. Oh, boy, is she a handful. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that there's probably a message right now on my phone from my wife about something that she's into <laughs> or doing. But um, Claire's a joy. Yes, um, and and she's a future podcaster, and we have yes. audio of that that sometime we will play. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, she uh, she was actually playing around with a slide guitar with me. I was just wow messing around, and she was. I'm like, here, this is how you do it. You don't press down. You uh -huh. just let it ride the the strings and she was giggling and having a good time when dad was trying to rehearse so nothing wrong yeah. with that no it was pretty awesome yeah anytime that there's a, a child being creative let him go yeah <laughs> yeah we just had fun so yeah but it was a riot but yeah no i think you're right uh the different guys have uh, different things uh uh jason uh you know performs and is recorded with the ron keel band mm -hmm. and uh I think he just got back from Nashville and from Keel Fest, so that was kind of a cool thing for him. And I know that he was really sending us some cool pictures from that event. And, uh, you know, things like that are cool. And so, yeah, you just got to, you know, give everybody time. And you know, But I, I think it would be good to have us, you know, definitely do more than two shows a year and get out there. Well, everybody's missing out, that's for well, sure. Well, I don't know. I mean, oh, I do. Well, <laughs> at we'll least see. in my opinion, we'll see. <laughs> people are missing out by not catching you. Oh, well, sure. You know, when, when people talk uh, and will ask, well, you know, who do you like for uh, music? I mean, and I will say, you mean locally that I'll go to. Mm -hmm. And I've got my handful uh, yeah. and uh, you were in that. Well, thank you. And usually I start with you. Well, okay. because it, uh, the demographic uh, that you can pull in uh, is going to be a little bit wider Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper um you know whereas you know when i talk about the haig brothers i know it's going to be somebody's got to be thinking jazz in one way or another or mm -hmm. 
uh, just, you know, a, a good cover going in and hearing a couple of guys play piano or what have you. Sure. Um, and then there's Elizabeth Hunstead. Oh, sure. And it's like, okay, Elizabeth is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's got her style and everything, mm-hmm. too. And so... Uh, I I start quite often because of usually it's based off of like who's asking me, uh-huh. and and it's like okay, I can I can tell that they're maybe in, well first of all, uh, they're homegrown. Okay. Yeah, you know, so it's not uh, they're not an urbanite, uh, and you know, so they're they're probably wanting a little bit more backbeat, a little, and, little and, bit more rural. Yeah, uh, yes. they're they're gonna they're the ones that. I picture in a lot of the pictures that you take. Yeah. Or at least, and oh, I know you work for a sign company, so you kind of. Oh, I. You, I, you have privy to a lot of really cool pics. I put that in there all yeah. the time. Yeah. I, I, that's one of my passions, actually, is oh, seeing I, old signs and sharing them. Yeah. There's some great photographers out there. Yeah. You need to get together yeah. with Jason Fitzer. Jason Fitzer. I've heard of him. Yeah. He's yeah. been on the show a couple of times. Cool. But if you, uh, well, uh, there's a picture right behind us here in the Dipsy Doodle Studios of yeah. the uh, Ark of yeah. Dreams. That's his. That's beautiful. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, he does cool. a, a lot of great stuff. And he's really lately been uh, making a play to get into and looking at older architecture and older yeah. rundown. Yeah. Uh, and, and we see a lot of those in black and white, and it's just classic. There's there's a lot of us in the reflections of the past, and, you know. What I mean, and and I think looking at those old designs, they're, right? There, the stuff like that just isn't around anymore. Now it's more economical. How do you get your name out there? How mm-hmm. do you have it in in a message center? You know, and whereas before it was this, you, you had your one shot. You know, who has the coolest looking sign on the side of the road? You know? Yeah, you look at those old, old Howard Johnsons and. Uh, remember Stuckies? Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Um, Bob's Big Boy. That's yeah, one of my favorite. You know, just to, I've always wanted to do a cow, and I've never done a cow before. <laughs> like one of those big spinning steakhouse cows. I don't even know how I would design that, but I'm pretty sure I could draw it. <laughs> I think you should. Uh, I don't know. You got to work on that it, one. Yeah. All right. So tell us about uh, this one, Jericho Gap. Mm-hmm. Is the latest CD that uh, comes out on the thirtieth. Uh, a big buffalo on front. Yeah. Uh, and what is Jericho Gap in reference to through this album? Jericho Gap is a road in uh, a part of Route 66. Okay. That was not paved. So ah, it's the dirt road, dirt road part, part of in Jericho, Texas, which is now a ghost town. It's been a ghost town for several years. For you know, one probably one of the first ones to die out. And the the hard thing about Jericho Gap was you would get stuck in the gumbo. So the gumbo is the the stuff that if you live on a gravel road in South Dakota right now with all the snow melting, Mm -hmm. that would be the gumbo. Except the gumbo on Jericho Gap was uh, for a a reason. And that actually generated money for the town because when people would get stuck in the gumbo, they'd have to pay somebody to pull them out. Uh, Yeah. And so I uh, did, did some research on, on uh, Jericho, uh, the Texas, and then Glen Rio, uh, New Mexico, both very similar t- sort of towns. You have a gas station. Um, now the only thing that's left in Jericho is the cemetery mm. and a few landmarks. Uh, the hotel's closed down. Um, I don't know that maybe even if that 
part of Route 66 is open or if you would want to travel on it now. Um, but I thought it was very, very interesting. Um, just this, uh, I, I, I'm always geared towards the darker side right. of like the, the, the ghost towns. And so I started there and I started piecing the album together when I was writing it and kind of compiling the songs together. And I thought, well, this is just kind of a ghost town, um, dark side of the track sort of album. And so just did a lot of research on Route 66, not popular parts of Route 66, you know? You could you could write a song about the Wigwam Hotel or you mm-hmm. could write a song about the the Blue Whale in Oklahoma and all the or the Santa Monica Pier, which does get a mention in the title track. Um, but it's more about uh, you know, at one time it was called the Mother Road or the Glory Road. Um, and from what people have told me, it's really no longer that. It's more of an old dark angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of history there. Um, I think true Americana would be there. Uh, but in everything that I researched and everything that I looked at when I was writing the lyrics and pulling them out, you know, are we on the glory road or the highway to hell? Yeah. And so I think this is more of a highway to hell sort of album. Um, look at, you know, I, I talk about great gods decorating the skies. Of course, I'm referring to the old signs. The old buildings, mm-hmm. the old curios, the old joints, everything that used to be alive and lit up. If you go there now, it's just I think it's like it's like looking at uh, the bones of dinosaurs in museums. Wow. Um, and so you're you're basically look you're in the land of the dead. And so um, I think it's touring Route 66 now is more about nostalgia and learning about the roots. True. Of Perhaps the nation's greatest generation, which would be the 1930s to 1960s, 1970s. But when Interstates came out, uh, it just kind of bypassed and everything kind of died out. And And then uh, it did. And it's it's sad. I think the closest we have to that sort of thing here would probably be Wall Drug. Wall Drug would be. And And Wall Drug, if I'm not mistaken was about the same time starting up and, yeah. and getting that way, you yeah. know, as a touristy spot and so Absolutely. forth. But, it's my favorite place on yeah. earth. So I, I, every, uh, if I can get out to wall drug once a year, really, I, I actually want to go to wall drug when I die, Dave. <laughs> Do you? I, I don't want to go to heaven or hell. I want to go to wall drug. <laughs> <laughs> just haunt, haunt the knickknacks. <laughs> you just want five cent coffee. Just, yeah. Why not? <laughs> and a free donut. Yeah, for eternity. Yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> No, um, I, I just love it there. Um, the culture, um, I always find something new there. Uh, I love bringing my kids there. I've loved experiencing it. And I think that would probably be the closest that we have up here uh, to the spirit of Route 66. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's there, it, there's some trueness to it yet. Yeah. you know, Because one of the things that I love is going through those halls and seeing all of those pictures and then the old white lettering on black yeah. tape from yeah. the dynamo dynamo makers uh-huh. and so forth you know whereas yeah. now a picture would have a a nice big plaque and oh yeah, yeah but yeah. it's just uh great and all the places they got mentioned and all the signs that they used to have oh, dude. and they still do have quite a few signs now. oh yeah uh and uh i think one of my favorites was one where they did the takeoff on mash 
Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wall drug 4,000-some miles, whatever. <laughs> uh, great stuff uh, on this album. Great stuff that you always put out. And, uh, you know, this show is going to be really long this uh, week because uh, you're actually the third interview. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're going long, and, uh, you know, which one of these should I play after our conversation? Mm. Well, I'm going to go with the one that the band really likes. And we're going to go with Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, but you know the routine. Always like to end up on a couple of things uh, as terms of what you like to do when you're not writing songs and making music. Mm. Uh, I, I am an avid. Uh, I, I like binging, bin, binge watching television. Right now we're watching uh, a show about some high school kid that died. School Spirit, I think is what it's called. It's okay. Like Paramount. So that's the one that Jen and I are watching. Right. Uh, Wicked Tuna, been <laughs> Wicked Tuna. I've been like, I've been enjoying that. Uh, seeing how the old fishermen get along, how they bug each other and give each other crap. <laughs> uh, so I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy hanging out with my kids. My kids like shopping. Yeah. You're going to see me in the shopping mall on the weekends, <laughs> probably looking very, very tired with my kids looking very energetic and pulling me one way or another. Yeah. But, but you also like antiquing. I, you know what? I haven't done a lot of antiquing, okay. but. I, I, we do have some really cool stuff that Jen and I have gotten over the years, including and a Victrola. Yes, we have a, we wow. have a collection of seventy eights. They're pretty easy to come by because mm. nobody can play them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt certainly appreciate it, and uh, so here we go. Here is Matt D. and Paradise Lost.
cracked windowsill Put my face in my hands And I whispered a prayer to a God we all killed I abandoned all When I turned down the light Now I live out the dreams Of the dead man that dwell In the shadows at night In the shadows at From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks, as always, to those great guests. We had Paul Epson, Tom Kamnikar, Josh Wary, and Riley Robinson, and Matt D. And, of course, thank you for listening. Downloading. Oh, by the way, downloads are coming up like crazy lately. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, also for sharing, following on social media, and your overall support of this show. Now, if you haven't done so so far, and you'd like to have one of those pizzas at uh, Sunny's, then follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Gets you automatically entered for that contest. 172 episodes now. Go online at DaveHollyHour.com. You can catch every single one of them. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 